The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. We are talking about justice today in our Summer in the Psalms series on Amen, Brother Ben, day 18, reading Psalm 57 through 61. Let's go. I realize I've been saying let's go a lot. I don't have as quick much of a in time of intro for this music. So I just have to say let's go. Onward. Move forth. Seize the day. Indeed. Thank you all for listening. Um, Psalm 57 through 61. If you are following along with us in our summer in the Psalm series. By the way, you can catch up with all of our stuff. Sermons. Um, reading plans. Uh, resource videos, etc., etc., uh, with the links in the description of this podcast. So, whether you're watching this, not watching this, listening to this on, you know, Spotify, Apple, whatever your chosen preferred method of podcasting, uh, should have some links for you there to go and dig even deeper. That's the point. Like, we are doing a, a relatively quick drive-by of the Psalms to do. 150 psalms in eight weeks. I mean, you could really extrapolate, hunker down, get in there, and do a whole year in the psalms. So what I'm telling you basically is just because you miss something doesn't mean that you are incomplete. And just because we finish something, we finish these psalms, doesn't mean that you don't need to go back and read them again. Because guess what? God's going to give you new stuff every time. Every time you read. In fact, a lot of the reading plans. I think I've mentioned this before. That that are provided for you in Bibles. They include a psalm or two along the along the way to kind of help you um, really savor these things. And I know that's not what we're doing this time, but um, I do want you to take a few minutes today and read through these psalms. And I want to dig in particularly today. I want to highlight. Psalm 58, um, because it talks about God's justice. And that's something I've been, I don't say struggling, but I've been back and forth between when do I talk about, because there's a lot of repeating themes in the Psalms that I want to talk more about, but I, I you know, I, I don't want to like front load it and then have talked about everything <laughs> near the end of Psalms. I want to make sure that it makes sense to everybody. We're not, we're not overloading you at any point, but Psalm 58. It's one of the many times that um, the psalmist desires God's justice. And this justice is what the whole psalm is all about. It's a short psalm, so I'm going to read the whole thing. It's 11 verses uh, of Psalm 58. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Um, ESV is good. NASB is good. NIV is good. KJV is good. Whatever version. So your words may sound a little bit different, but I, I can say that the majority of the main translations of the Bible are solid in all the most important things. So you don't have to believe the lie of the devil that God's word is not uh, made it through the years in the translations. But anyway, Psalm 58, it says in the subtitle there's for the choir director, a Psalm of David sung to the tune of do not destroy. I don't know what that song is. <laughs> Apparently that was a song back in their day, but again, it shows you by the way, 
Because we don't know if Do Not Destroy is a psalm or is like a, a holy song or if it was a bar tune. A lot, of, a lot of hymns were written from bar tunes. I think Jake and I talked about that that week. We talked about, um, you know, different different worship music. Um, that's I saw, by the way, this is totally left field, but I saw a ridiculous uh, image of a little like cartoon made for kids. And it was from some church that was like, what about the Christian rap music? That's okay, right? And they said, beware. The words may sound like Jesus, but the beat belongs to the devil. Those drums, they make you shake your hips. They didn't say that last part. I just I just did that. But it, it, again, God is redeeming everything, whether it's music, whether it's poetry, um, whether it's nature. He's, re- he's redeeming everything for his purposes and his glory. So and I'm chasing a lot of rabbit tails this morning, trails this morning. Let me get to Psalm 58. It says, justice. Do you rulers even know the meaning of the word? Do you judge the people fairly? No. You plot injustice in your hearts. You spread violence throughout the land. These wicked people are born sinners. Even from birth, they have lied and gone their own way. They spit venom like deadly snakes. They're like cobras that refuse to listen, ignoring the tunes of the snake charmers, no matter how skillfully they play. So basically, nothing can tame them. Verse 6 says, Break off their fangs, O God. Smash the jaws of these lions, O Lord. May they disappear like water into thirsty ground. Make their weapons useless in their hands. May they be like snails that dissolve into slime, like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. Wow rough. God will sweep them away. Verse nine says, both young and old, faster than a pot heats over burning thorns. The godly will rejoice when they see injustice avenged. They will wash their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then at the at last, everyone will say, there truly is a reward for those who live for God. Surely there is a God who judges justly here on earth. You've got a lot of feeling in this. You've got a desire for justice. And some of you, I myself included, can probably relate because you hear about things in the world and it's so aggravating. It's more than aggravating. It's infuriating. It's heartbreaking to hear of the injustice in the world around us. And so having a desire for God's justice is a great thing. We just do not need to let it consume us and lead us into sin. That's really the main things is that we don't try to, you know, the Bible says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And where we get it wrong as believers so often is one of two ways. Either we don't, we, we seal ourselves off and we don't care. We like convince ourselves to be so selfish and so, you know, ignoring the world around us that we don't care about justice. And we go, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, you maybe you can, right? And and showing that that you you are you, the Bible tells us to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, um, to come alongside people that are struggling from injustice. So, don't pretend like you're just sitting on a mountaintop, hovering over you know the peak, meditating and and not caring about the physical world around you. That's not what believers are called to do. But also. We don't need to get so consumed in it that we we end up letting our desire for justice cause us to sin. Whether that be uh, the sin of 
you know, taking vengeance, whether that be the sin of not praying for people and not loving them accordingly. By the way, there's some prayers right there that you can pray for enemies and those that are that are bringing injustice into the world. Break their fangs, smash their jaws, you know, evaporate them like water, dissolve them into slime. I know, kind of rough, but these are biblical prayers. So what are you saying? Well, what's, what's the point? What are, you, what are you trying to tell me today? I'm saying that we should seek justice just like God seeks, because God is the God of justice. And we will need to put our hope in the same thing that the psalmist did. Because, you know, he spent a lot of this psalm, this is King David, spending a lot of this psalm just uh, letting it out, blowing off steam, talking about how badly he wanted them to, to, to be put back in their place. But then he says the godly will rejoice when they see injustice avenged. There's there's a reward for those who live for God. You've got you can't stop living for God. You can't stop living righteously and holy, and you can't stop loving God and loving people uh, in the pursuit of justice. Right? We always got to make sure that we ultimately put our tra- our trust and our faith in God, because he's the one that accomplishes this anyway. He may use us. We may be a tool in his hands, but he's doing it. Don't think for a minute that you are doing it by yourself. You can be an agent of his justice. You can be an agent of his peace and reconciliation, but God is the one doing it. And you must always yield to him. You do that, by the way, it doesn't knock you off track. Yes, you're passionate. Yes, you want good to be done, but it doesn't make this ball of hate and angst and intensity inside of you that ends up robbing you of your joy and your peace and your patience and your happiness, right? That's the type of justice we need. So go out there, pray accordingly, pursue justice everywhere you go according to the Lord.